Okay, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Uh, we've had a little white noise issue or static on the line, which uh, normally gets resolved when I ask someone to unmute, say hello, and remute. Uh, that may well happen, so heads up. Uh, today, I just sent the link there for Dao De Ching, chapter 63. Today we're doing the 25th installment, 25, in the reading of Dao De Ching. This will be the last class of 2019, uh, because next class is January 1st, and we're off for a couple of weeks. So uh, this is the last class in Dao De Ching for this year. And um, we'll have uh, one, two... Five or six, six or so classes, and so we'll probably wrap up in February, right after Chinese New Year. Today we're looking at chapters 63, 64, 65. I sent the link, <clears throat> and this is further discussion of Wu Wei, sometimes translated as no action, no forcing. Um, no manipulative control-based action, no interference, no complication, <laughs> uh, harmony, and uh, holding to many ways the yin over the yang, the Taoist way of Wu Wei, W-E-I. Uh, it, it's it, it shows you first of all that there's a lot there are a lot of uh, Taoist terminology, a lot of Taoist terms that um, whose meaning is really a bit deeply buried, and this is this is sort of an esoteric philosophy, Taoism, and I often felt that Taoism was higher than Buddhism, just in the sense that it's presenting the worldview or philosophical perspective of someone who's in profound harmony with self, with other, with the collective, and with um, the universe or nature. Nature, world, universe. Heaven, earth, and man in deep harmony. Uh, this, akin to Buddhism, or related to Buddhism, would be considered a pretty high state. Complete and perfect enlightenment? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think it's comparing... It, it, it's Taoism is not a graded path, at least this presentation. There's Taoist uh, breath practices like Mantak Chia and other Taoist Qigong teachers teach where there is a grade, graded progression of development. Here it's not that clearly presented as graded stages like in Buddhism or um, uh, Western mystery school initiations. Uh, we're here seeing uh, the view from the top, from the Taoist sage or ruler, taking care of self and, and community and or the nation. And again, it's uh, esoteric and the precise application. I don't think there are that many people in the whole world who could tell you the precise application of this philosophy to personal life. Uh, 
somewhat, um, but it's a very subtle matter. And so let's look into that with this idea that um, this is this is uh, a perspective that that is it's deeply Chinese, uh, uh, East Asian. <laughs> Japanese really are quite different, um, more uh, young and um, linear and angular and forcing or forceful uh, and really quite different than the roots of Chinese culture, which is this. This is. This, this Dade Ching is a man of, is a document uh, presenting the philosophical cultural roots of, of Chinese civilization because for the last 2500 years this has been a major influence and mixed in with Confucianism particularly they're close to the heart of uh, the philosophic foundations of Chinese culture and, and civilization uh, Confucius and Lao Tzu and uh, I'll, I'll try to today bring some examples um, because that's the real challenge we can get some sense of the philosophy and their perspective but how to apply it in personal life is more important so Tao Te Ching chapter 63 first the reading by Whaley then the reading uh, translated by DC Lao it acts without action, does without doing, finds flavor in what is flavorless, can make the small great and the few many. Quote, requites injuries with good deeds, deals with the hard while it is still easy, with the great while it is still small. End quote. So that was a quote of the time. In the governance of empire, Everything difficult must be dealt with while it is still easy. Everything great must be dealt with while it is still small. Therefore, the sage never has to deal with the great, and so achieves greatness. But again, quote, light ascent, meaning easy agreement. Light ascent inspires little confidence, and many easies means many a hard, meaning many much of what seem having a lot of what seems easy <laughs> actually provide is an example of a difficult therefore the sage know the sage knows too how to make the easy difficult and by doing so avoid all difficulties okay. so it's <laughs> in harmony with the principle of yin yang which is a principle that uh, describes both true nature of uh, nama rupa, name and form, or mind process, self process, as well as external phenomena, material objects and events and situations, yin yang. Uh, it describing true nature of outer inner, outer phenomena and events, and inner processes of particularly body mind, body mind spirit. And also um, describes um, the uh, a key principle in uh, phenomenal change or change of outer and inner. So it, it the, the yin yang principle of duality or of a, a dark and a light always 
um, substantial, always in play in uh, understanding the nature of both outer phenomena and inner process or uh, the world and the self, uh, heaven, earth, and man, the higher multidimensional or inner, higher invisible di spiritual dimensional heaven, earth, and outer phenomena uh, and event, you know, situations and events, as well as man, individual and collective. Again, that's where you get to situations and relationships and events and gatherings and phenomena of the human culture that and the natural and the planetary and the cosmic and the interdimensional, all of it, uh, its true nature can be partly understood on the principle of yin-yang and duality. Likewise, its change over time can be understood in, in line with the principle of yin-yang or duality. The duality, Ra talked about, you know, to, for healing one must internalize the polarity of your dimension. So the movement from the many to the one, from dualistic consciousness to non-dual consciousness, non-dual awareness, um, moving from the false to the true, uh, is uh, a movement from duality to unity, making use of duality to get out of duality. The nature of phenomena, outer and inner, <laughs> mind, body, spirit, self-process, as well as outer phenomena and groups and events and situations and nature itself being um, essentially a composite of um, of complementary opposites, yin-yang. Uh, and then its development over time uh, or change occurring through an interplay of these two core principles of light, dark, yin-yang, doing, being, stillness, activity, um, expansion, contraction, dot, dot, dot. Uh, phenomena, outer, inner, their nature, phenomena, outer, inner, their change. That's the way the world is, <laughs> according to the Taoist. That's one of the Taoist understandings of reality, or <laughs> outer, inner <laughs> phenomena, heaven, earth, and men being of yin-yang polarity and uh, changing over time in line with uh, changing of the yin-yang polarity. Making use of that <laughs> for personal life and well-being and ruling a nation uh, and longevity and spiritual development is the purpose of the Taoist teaching. And so uh, acting yes without action means a certain type of action that doesn't forget non-action. Doing without doing is a doing that includes non-doing. Finding flavor in what is flavorless is realizing that the flavorless has a flavor. There is no strictly flavorless. <laughs> or what um, what is is um, more than you think it is. Things are not as they appear, nor are they otherwise. Buddha is saying, make the small great and the few many. Um, appreciating the small is a way of making it great or appreciating its greatness. Making the few many, it's not making, it's not magical work here, it's by um, philosophical, spiritual reframing or deeper comprehension. By spiritual comprehension, uh, seeing the greatness of the small seeing the many of the few, 
seeing the value of the few by which one makes it many or greater. So the small is made great by appreciation and an understanding that everything's changing too. And so what's small today may grow tomorrow, but if you hold on to the... This is the emphasis on yin over yang. If you hold to the yang, you end up with the yin. If you hold to the yin, you end up with the yang. Something like that. And that's, again, working off the principle that nama rupa, outer phenomena, and um, the self-process their true nature are very much of yin-yang, and their process of, of change over time is also of a shifting balance and interplay of yin-yang. Dark light, this, that. Knowing that, <clears throat> one sees the future in the present. One sees the past in the present. So, one, um, the, the high, one of the highest principles here is called harmony. Harmony with what is, harmony with change and so harmony with what is means a harmony um, or way of relating to others and ourself and the world right relating to ourself and body relating to others relating to groups relating to our understanding of the world uh, guided by seeking harmony or appreciating harmony means appreciating its true nature of being yin yang and its inevitable shift or change over time also being an interplay of yin-yang. Um, very much like Ross saying, internalizing the polarity of your dimension, where you find impatience, find the corresponding patience, as a means of um, deeper healing and balance of mind, mind, particularly healing balance of mind, the healing and balance initiation of mind, requiring that integration. And so that's very similar to um, deal with deal with the difficult while it's still easy, or with the great while it's still uh, small. Um, knowing that within within the impatience is patience, or within this mind state, um, there is the opposite element present. And while I say it's few and small. Uh, if my focus is uh, tighter, then it actually becomes bigger and um, more more than I thought it was. So change perspective that includes uh, a recognition that the opposite polarity is present here too. So then, <laughs> how to deal with that in a relationship? The sage never has to deal with the great. He achieves greatness. Light ascent inspires little confidence. Many easies means many a hard. Uh, <laughs> wanting the easy, we get the hard. Uh, accepting the difficult, we may find the easier. And I think that's what's being presented here. Uh, what what everything great also must be dealt with while still small, also means. Uh, awareness of of the time element that the present is ever morphing shifting to a future and it also increase this is associated certainly in relationship with being sensitive to where potential problems are dealing with the potential big problem that i can imagine may well come from the small minor 
phenomena at present in front of me. He, she, my partner said this, that, I feel this, that, but I'm also seeing that uh, unaddressed, uh, this is going to get us into a big problem. Uncorrected, um, this is going to proliferate. Uh, the small becomes the many, the seed becomes the tree, it's inevitable. And the tree falls down and becomes the dirt and the hummus. Oh, humus. Not not Middle Eastern hum, hummus, but uh, forest dirt hummus uh, in the future. So the, the small becomes big, the big falls down and, and uh, dies and has rebirth. Uh, in the mind also we could um, be careful. I mean, this is the Buddhist value of restraint, the Buddhist appreciation of self-restraint, particularly speech and action. Um, if I let myself speak freely, I might uh, do damage. Or um, this relationship could be ruined by what I might want to say right now. It's possible to... So that's in a, some sense uh, dealing with the the great while it's still small uh, facing a very potential uh, major problem before it arises that you know people take care of their health right have a <laughs> get a get a checkup before you uh, collapse in the street this kind of thing so anyway let me go on and pull some other points from the DC Lao translation of chapter chapter uh, 63 so, Yi uh, Ching, or Da De Ching, <laughs> chapter 63, D.C. Lao. Do that which consists in taking no action. Pursue that which is not meddlesome. Savor that which has no flavor. Make the small big and the few many. Do good to him who has done you an injury. Lay plans for the accomplishment of the difficult before it becomes difficult. Make something big by starting with it when small. Difficult things in the world, in the world, in the world, not the word, difficult things in the world must needs have their beginnings in the easy. Big things must needs have their beginnings in the small. Therefore, it is because the sage never attempts to be great that he succeeds in becoming great. One that makes promises rashly rarely keeps good faith. One who is in the habit of considering things easy meets with frequent difficulties. Therefore, even the sage treats some things as difficult. That is why, in the end, no difficulties can get the better of him. Actually, it seems, in some cases, Lao's translation is better. In this case, it seems to be. Uh, so, it's all about Wu Wei, demonstrating or manifesting uh, the principle of Wu Wei. Um, Non-distortion. <laughs> non uh... Uh, non disharmony or non har you know non disharmony avoiding disharmony staying in harmony how well very much uh, associated with playing it's like surfing right the surfer um, has some sense of where the wave is going and how it's developing how it will, where it will go, and how it will grow, and how it will develop in the future based on the present. And so, seeing into the present, we can see to some degree the future. 
seeing into the present, we can see to some degree the past. Uh, don't be meddlesome. <laughs> don't make trouble. Uh, is a good advice for everybody. Pursue that which doesn't make trouble. Uh, and these, uh, again, uh, it's not like every every spiritual teaching comes from the Logos. And uh, we ourselves have to figure out a scale of development, meaning what looks to me or sounds and feels to me to be a more mature spiritual source than another, or a particular teaching that's more mature and evolved than another particular teaching, even from the same source or tradition, right? So there's the Buddhist teaching of the three marks, Anicca Dukkha, three characteristics of experience for unenlightened mind or being versus certain teachings that, um, you know, like um, uh, some of the moral codes for monks or something, uh, doesn't seem to apply, Would is not necessary for us, because uh, we're not gunning for the same, you know, uh, achievement of the deathless in this lifetime. Meanwhile, core Buddhist teachings are critically helpful for reflection. So likewise here, um this like like the comment do good to him who's done you an injury so okay well then what should i do i should uh, uh put myself in front of those who want to abuse me so they can so i can do good for them i mean what the best you can do to them is give them all your money and your life and your time and everything should i do that that's pretty stupid clearly so clearly this teaching needs to be <clears throat> put in its place or modified or seen correctly, practically, realistically, in any one situation, and to say, to think that this is how I should be all the time, okay, I'll always do good to him, to those who always do me injury, whenever it happens, that's all I'll be. Obviously, that's folly, and so um, one must have the discernment to to see the limits of, apl- of application of any particular teaching from any particular tradition how much it really rightly should and does apply to me, and how and when uh, it's better for me to not apply it and to try a different way (laughs) or do what I wish other than what I'm counseled with that piece of of teaching or advice. So that's critical. But the the Taoist approach or the way to mm, live in harmony in harmony with self, in harmony with other, in harmony with the collective, in harmony with nature, in harmony with the, the interdimensional or soul, in harmony with heaven, earth, and man, or earth, you know, earth, man, and heaven, uh, surely includes a whole lot of uh, being present and being mindful and appreciating what's in front of us. Savor that which has no flavor. No flavor is um, doesn't just mean... Uh, taste food that's not seasoned. It, it means also uh, emptiness of quality and stillness and peace and non-activity and uh, being overdoing. Savor silence of mind. <laughs> Appreciate uh, non-desire. Appreciate non-grasping. Appreciate stillness and ease and flow and and non-effort 
doesn't mean one should try to stay there all the time, but one can appreciate that much, as much as uh, appreciating fancy food. So it always seemed to me in terms of food, the key matter to food is, is degree of appetite. If I have a strong appetite, all sorts of food tastes great. And if I don't have a strong appetite, all sorts of uh, delicacy or fancy food uh, is not that uh, attractive. It's, it's, I don't want it. So it's like if you feel nauseous, uh, fancy food, don't do it. Don't help. And if you feel hungry, all sorts of food is delicious. Uh, so the, the Taoist um, is very present and um, wants to appreciate all that is and see it clearly. It doesn't want to get stuck in either point of the polarity and appreciates um, stillness and seeing and non-control and being um, very highly. Sage never attempts to be great that he succeeds in becoming great. This is not Western. <laughs> this is Eastern. Uh, the Western people love the big smiley uh, greatness. Meanwhile, they all become caricatures and cartoonish. <laughs> Clownish public leaders. <laughs> the, the leaders, the industry leaders, the experts. People call themselves an expert in something. <laughs> How goofy. What goofy er, goofy humans there are here, calling themselves master of this and expert in that. How goofy. What, oh, what vanity and <laughs> conceit. How little they know. How little they know. So, one who makes promises rashly rarely keeps good faith. So you can see some people, they're the, the anti-Taoist. I was thinking about this today. Um, Barry Lyndon is the anti-Taoist. <laughs> uh, Kubrick's film, Barry Lyndon, which is a magnificently beautiful film. One of the most... I mean, Kubrick is just showing off in that film, Barry Lyndon. He's just saying, he, 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 I can do masterpiece after masterpiece after masterpiece in cinema, you know, cinematography, film cinematography. Ha ha ha, look at this, look at this, look at this. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I respect it tremendously. But he's just showing off how great he is in doing cinematography. And meanwhile, Barry Lyndon, the character, uh, is a guy by um, his pluck and confidence and immorality uh, and ambition uh, gets himself to a very high level of society and then throws it all away because he's an idiot. Uh, because he, he, um, he, he doesn't appreciate how, you know, <laughs> the, the care... Uh, of the delicate or care of the calf or the care, care of the calf or the cow take care of the cow um, when you got when you got the golden cow or calf or something you better take good care of it not the golden calf it's the golden goose but when you've got a good situation don't fuck it up and if you keep pushing to get more and more you will destroy what you have and he destroyed it because he's an idiot and um, was rightly hated by his son-in-law or some stepson or something. And anyway, it's a very his way of acting is the opposite of the Taoist. He just pushes and pushes and pushes and got knocked down. And sometimes he was very successful, but in the end, he didn't know when to stop. And he didn't, and it all collapsed around him, and he lost his leg. And the left leg, he couldn't stand on his own. So 
Therefore, even the sage treats some things as difficult, meaning is careful. That's why in the end, no difficulties can get the better of him. Don't be rash. <laughs> Don't be careless. Be careful. Okay, 64. Uh, how's the time? All right. Tao Te Ching, chapter 64, which is long. And again, it's worth looking into the characters, but I just can't do that with these very long chapters. Okay, Arthur Whaley, Tao Te Ching, chapter, chapter 64. Starts with a quote. Quote, What stays still is easy to hold. Before there has been an omen, it is easy to lay plans. What is tender is easily torn. What is minute is easy to scatter. End quote. Deal with things in their state of not yet being. Put them in order before they have got into confusion. For, quote, the tree big as a man's embrace began as a tiny sprout. The tower, nine stories high, began with a heap of earth. The journey of a thousand leagues began with what was under the feet. End quote. He who acts harms, he who grabs lets slip. Therefore the sage does not act, and so does not harm, does not grasp, and so does not let slip. Whereas the people of the world, at their tasks, constantly spoil things when within an ace of completing them. Quote, Heed the end no less than the beginning. End quote. And your work will not be spoiled. Therefore the sage wants only things that are unwanted sets no store by products hard to get, and so teaches things untaught, turning all men back to the things they have left behind, that the ten thousand creatures may be restored to their self so. This he does, but dare not act. Very classic Taoist philosophy. And so everything's changing, inner, outer, namarupa, naming or mind or mental emotional process uh, don't assume that you have to see look, we were talking about this before about the commercialism of christmas well that's true but that's not the only thing happening if you focus on that you will probably not see what else is happening there are a lot of other things happening you know and so uh, change the mind and you'll change your life um change your mind and your life will follow <laughs> not quite the same as George Clinton, but save your mind, your life will follow, and your life will be improved. But that includes um, um, realizing how often we're stuck, and when our opinions are fixed, uh, when, our, when we're strongly opinionated or strongly feeling something, we may well be stuck. And... Indeed, everything is changing. That's the truth of uh, Anicca, impermanence. And so, if we're not uh, attached to mental states, they keep changing. Or, when, even when we are attached, they keep changing. Uh, in some ways, attachments is a desire to prevent change. And so, people get stuck, we get stuck, partly because uh, we, need to, we, we may want to establish some grounding, and so, holding on to a distortion... Uh, gives me a sense of security in a deep way actually there's some kind of emotional security or safety that comes from the relative stability 
uh, of being uh, stuck in a certain distorted view <laughs> or feeling. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. There's some kind of um, safety in that. Um, like people may find, I love Christmas. I love my birthday. I love, love, love. So you can be, one can be stuck at either extreme. Uh, it provides some kind of emotional safety or stability. Uh, yet it would be better if one realizes one's stuck and then makes peace with um, ever change. And so, uh, the, the Taoist um, approach, recognizing ever-change, doesn't want to fight the flow. And so, don't fight the flow. Don't fight the reality of polarity. Don't fight the reality of ever-alternating process or, or process of ever-alternating um, interplay of polarity, of, uh, of uh, up and down and more and less. So, um, and, and look into the true nature of, of matters, the true nature of what's in front of us. Like, what is tender is easily torn, what is minute is easy to scatter. To avoid the trouble of tearing something one should look into how firm or tender it may be. To not make trouble, one should consider the nature of what one is addressing, whether it's a person or friend or a partner in a relationship, or our body and the treatment we're trying to do, or trying to help our body, or foods we should take. Uh, to look into what we're working with, to look into mind and look into the nature of the people around us so as not to make trouble, right? Uh, uh, don't, uh, what was the word from 63? Just a moment. Pause, pause. Metal, meddlesome. <laughs> don't be meddlesome. That's 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 what they're saying. And so, don't be meddlesome means don't make trouble for yourself and other. And to do that, one must look into what's in front of a, uh, in front of me, meaning the person I'm talking with, or the situation and the group process that I'm dealing with. Uh, and to realize that there's a process in play. It it is in ever changing. It, it, its conditions are ever-changing. And I don't know it all. I only know some. But I may indeed see clearly there's some problem or I don't like something. Then one has to look into, <laughs> am I seeing clearly or is it just my problem because uh, I have a preference which is not being met? And so this is awareness of the time element and awareness of complexity, awareness of polarity, awareness of continual change, and awareness that we don't understand fully. And so one should see the tender as tender. One should see the minute as minute and understand the dangers of working on those f more fragile objects um, without adequate care. 
And so putting things into order before they get into confusion. Somebody says something, I have some sense of what they really mean and where this will go if I react uh, in a distorted, imbalanced way. Uh, some people are pick. Some people pick a fight with us. That's a very clear example. Uh, people are provocative in their speech or action. They want to get under our skin. They want to get a fight. I mean, it's online happening all the time. Uh, deal with things in their not yet being. Deal with the likely future by a deeper understanding of the present. Uh, put them in order before they got to confusion. Uh, head it off at the pass, as we used to say in the uh, cowboy days. Uh, <clears throat> uh, if you say this to me, uh, I can see or I can think and try to see and maybe discover that indeed this is here is some of what you what I think you're really meaning. It doesn't mean I'm going to say that, but I can determine. I think this is what he or she means. And if I respond in a certain way, uh, it's very likely that this is going to be a big fight or a brouhaha or a kerfuffle or something like that, different than a souffle. And therefore, I want to be careful now because um, this, let's say, uh, you know, this has led to troubles in the past. And I remember. And I can see how the young the big comes out of the small. And so, one <laughs> that's part of Wu Wei, is a sort of carefulness in speech and behavior by a far-seeing understanding in mind first. So mind guided by understanding polarity and yin-yang, change and alternation, uh, source and manifestation, knowing progression, change, alternation, yin-yang, all that. Um, knowing those principles as a guide to, um, to deeper understanding of me and you and this situation and what's best. And so the, the Taoist not only um, has few desires but also is clear or, or seeks to be clear in the careful and wise approach to fulfilling certain, to fulfilling whatever desires he has, and so acting but doesn't harm. If you act, you harm. If you grab, you slip. Well, if you act with non-action, you don't harm. If you grab with non-grabbing, it doesn't let slip. And that's sort of what they're trying to say. In the end, everybody's got to figure this out for themselves. Uh, heed the end, no less than the beginning. Meaning, the beginning is important and the end is important too. And then at the last portion here is is very um, takes us back to the metaphysics or the cosmological high philosophy um, of of the Taoist understanding of um, cosmogenesis or the cosmo cosmogenetic um, creational process, where from the void comes uh, form and the many from the one void or infinity or the boundless comes the 10,000 things eventually. And so appreciating that deeply and being able to um, see source in its creation, to see the nature of creation 
in the light of source, meaning, you know, all beings are the one infinite creator. Nityananda said all beings are God. Well, that's what unity means. So, self and God is one light awareness, awareness, boundless light awareness. Prior to form and informing form, separate from form and not separate from form. So, uh, not only does the Taoist, I mean, one of the reasons the Taoist has few desires, sets no store by products difficult to get, they're not interested in accumulation of uh, big stuff. So, uh, only wants things that are unwanted. Well, that's kind of ideal. I mean, the Taoist doesn't want to be covered in feces, right? So, let's, let's be honest here. So, they want some things that are unwanted. <laughs> they don't want everything that's unwanted. So, you know, all these teachings have to be tweaked a bit, frankly. So, teaches things untaught, teaching regarding source. Therefore, the last two lines here from Whaley, turning all men back to the things they have left behind. That's one reason why the Taoist naturally would have few desires, because they appreciate the source um, even more than they're attached to its manifestations or creations. That the 10,000 things, 10,000 creatures may be restored to their self-soul. Their self-soul, the ta-ta-ta-ta, or suchness, or true nature. So that all beings may return and understand their true nature. And that's a deep purpose. <laughs> that's a deep desire of the Taoist, or a sage, or a person who's really spiritually developed, truly in green, blue, indigo, with access to, to seven, is um, appreciation of others' evolution. <laughs> may all beings be well and happy, you know. And so um, there we are happy when people living in more in accord with their true nature. It's good for me, good for you, good for God, good for all. Um, and so that the 10,000 creatures or human beings may remember who they are, may um, come back into conscious awareness of their spiritual beingness, their totality or their greater than material nature, their true nature, to know it a little bit more. And the Taoist seeks that for him or herself, and therefore appreciates what that is, that spiritual spiritualization of mind, spiritualization of personality. Thus he does, but dare not act, so he's careful. D.C. Lao, chapter 64. It is easy to maintain a situation while it is still secure. It's easy to deal with a situation before symptoms develop. It's easy to break a thing when it is yet brittle. It's easy to dissolve a thing when it is yet minute. Different approach than Whaley. Deal with a thing while it is still nothing. Keep a thing in order before the disorder sets in. A tree that can fill the span of a man's arms grows from a downy tip. A terrace nine stories high rises from hodfuls of earth. A journey of a thousand miles starts from beneath one's feet. Whoever does anything to it will ruin it. Whoever lays hold of it will lose it. Therefore the sage, because he does nothing, never ruins anything. And, because he does not lay hold of anything, loses nothing. In their enterprises, the people always ruin them when on the verge of success. 
Be as careful at the end as at the beginning, and there will be no ruined enterprises. Therefore, the sage desires not to desire, and does not value goods which are hard to come by, learns to be without learning, and makes good the mistakes, the mistakes of the multitude. <clears throat> In order to help the myriad creatures to be natural, and to refrain from daring to act. Uh, daring to act <laughs> means acting out of harmony. Uh, but the contrast, this uh, uh, DC Lao translations are pretty good here. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, so you can see each, each translator does better with certain chapters. Each translator does better with certain combination of characters from the original, um, which is interesting. And so, but this point of the, the, the sage um, desires to be without desire, and they want to help the people. They like people. <laughs> I like you, if you are nice. And uh, even if you're not nice, I like who you'd be uh, if you learn to be nice. But I don't like who you are when you're unnice. Uh, that's me. <clears throat> so, but there is some sense of, may all beings be well and happy. That's good. It's good for you. Good for me. Uh, and and that is shown here at the end. In order to help myriad creatures to be natural, and to refrain from daring to act, to be natural is the same as ten thousand creatures restored to their self soul. And so that's actually probably more literal. Uh, but harder for most people to understand. Um, helping beings be natural is a restoration of alignment or restoration of true self in the conscious mind. True self, Atman, green, blue, indigo, lives in the conscious mind. <clears throat> and that's a kind of restoration, a restoring <clears throat> of what is... Uh, into what appears. Manifestation is, uh, again, in harmony with its source or its nature. So <clears throat> that's, very, that's really critical. And the opposite of the Taoist is shown as the people in enterprises who ruined them went on the verge of success because they're not careful at the end as at the beginning it's like you see these, you see uh, <clears throat> um, the instant karma videos on YouTube. People who do a crime and then the policeman's right there, or uh, do something dumb like uh, start celebrating before the end of the race and then they fall down and the guy behind him passes him and wins, wins the race. This kind of thing. This is a <clears throat> an example of not being careful at the end as much as at the beginning. Uh, don't ruin things when on the verge of success, like Barry Lyndon, who had the pinnacle of success with a beautiful wife and a manor and land and money and this, that, the other thing, uh, and just couldn't help his uh, desires and ambitions for more, more, more. And it all ruined and he ended up losing his leg. Uh, and that's sloppy uh, when success is being tasted. Uh, <clears throat> but the sage <laughs> tries to avoid all of that and um, doesn't value goods hard to come by. So a whole lot of the Taoist development is um, holding to the essential spiritual of the source, 
the metaphysical ontological source of, of creation uh, and one's true nature. <clears throat> so living in accord with one's true nature is a restoration of source in its, in its manifestation or a realignment between the conscious mind and higher self being the manifestation and appearance and its nature or substance as higher self being a way of returning to God or making living in accord with source uh, down here. And that is indeed a, a certain kind of um, value scale and a certain type of prioritization <clears throat> where <clears throat> uh, being in accord with true nature and being in accord with God and the Logos, one infinite creator, is valued more highly than being successful in human terms than being popular, successful, or uh, a winner down here in the human world and set of human values. Prioritizing or valuing the spiritual over the material, the divine or universal over the human cultural, the natural over the cultural, the inner over the outer, the yin over the yang. Not because yin is intrinsically better, but because uh, it's closer to source. And that's why it says play the female or be of the female or feminine, which is heart chakra, which is receptivity, which is the yin to the yang. <clears throat> the, the value of the yin over the yang when it's strictly a matter of which one to, uh, to rely upon is the value of green ray as a center point in the seven as uh, in practice and theory both is the safe way <clears throat> uh, the safe mm, protective sort of uh, basis for thought, word, and deed particularly deed and speech and decision and action in this world without green ray uh, one will get into trouble period and so without uh, care of self and other without uh, proper carefulness without proper sensitivity to what's happening around me and in me and of you and of the situation and of the future and of the past <clears throat> without the knowing they come the, the, that greater knowing of greater sensitivity to those more subtle matters uh, one will get into trouble again and again and those that get into trouble again and again are we they um, manifesting heart chakra blockage or heart chakra issue. <clears throat> so that's the value of the yin over the yang is the value of green over blue that blue can only safely be developed from the foundation of green. Wisdom without love goes straight to the negative path. And love-based wisdom is the only safety, safe way of being in wisdom. <clears throat> love without wisdom is a problem too. <laughs> But actually, the greater problem is wisdom without love. <laughs> then you go onto the negative path, you depolarize, you set yourself up for reincarnation in, in painful states. So, uh, what big came out of what's small, and the, the sage who's very careful doesn't want to make trouble or be meddlesome anywhere ever, <clears throat> and understands that what is small will become big. What is big was once small. What has start? What is starting now will have an ending, 
and the ending is as important to the venture as the beginning. And one should uh, face problems before they become uh, enormous. <laughs> face your problems now, or uh, face them later when they're much larger. <clears throat> and so, pay me now or pay me later. That will be working through distortion and pain is uh, without dispute. Uh, deal with it now or deal with it later. Uh, whatever's difficult will probably be more difficult the longer we avoid dealing with it. So, <clears throat> uh, things are things that are big were small. Problems that are huge were once quite small and manageable and workable. To see that uh, is wisdom. So Barry Lyndon wanted to uh, screw the maids and uh, with his beautiful wife on the side and just do whatever the hell he wants and drink and neglected his wife terribly, who was beautiful in Barry Lyndon, <clears throat> and um, ruined everything thereby. Uh, if he had... <laughs> I don't know what, been a loyal husband? Yeah, that would certainly have worked. Or uh, been more discreet? That might have been working too. That might work with her too. But he wasn't, and he ruined it all. And so, uh, that's fool. That's called the fool. Uh, so, <clears throat> this this um, is the really pith kind of Taoist teaching, and I think you can see the connection between uh, a metaphysical appreciation of source, what's before, prior to the 10,000 things, the uh, void, and then <clears throat> uh, an appreciation of stillness and being and the yin, and being of few desires, and holding truth, holding tight to the essential, not the inessential, being clear about what's essential and inessential and um, valuing the natural and the inner and the spiritual and the essential and the subtle over the outer and the subtle, I mean the social, <clears throat> the human valued and the expensive or pricey, um, the coveted. Uh, th this whole is a spiritual reorientation. And so there's a deep uh, spiritual reorientation from which the Taoist speaks, from which the Taoist acts, from which the Tao Te Ching was written. And that's very important. So, 65, last chapter for the day, <clears throat> and for the end of the year. So, Tao Te Ching, chapter 65, Arthur Whaley, smaller here. In the days of old, those who practiced Tao with success did not, by means of it, enlighten the people, but, on the contrary, sought to make them ignorant. The more knowledge people have, the harder they are to rule. Those who seek to rule by giving knowledge are like bandits preying on the land. Those who rule without giving knowledge bring a stock of good fortune to the land. To have understood the difference between these two things is to have a test and standard to be always able to apply this test and standard, standard <clears throat> uh, to have understood, let me say, to have understood the difference 
between these two things, meaning uh, ruling by giving knowledge and ruling without giving knowledge, to have understood the difference between these two things is to have a test and standard, to be always able to apply this test and standard is called the mysterious de or power, so deep penetrating, so far reaching, that can follow things back, all the way back to the great concordance. The great concordance <clears throat> is the source, is source uh, of the 10,000 things. Before heaven, earth, and man was the great concordance or the one um, intelligent infinity or the logos or infinite potentia prekinesis before manifestation uh, akin to the, the baby who hasn't stirred um, and that's the the baby that hasn't moved yet just sort of sleeping actually <laughs> or open the eyes no sound but looking is akin to uh, source before movement or stillness before activity the yin over the yang or the um, the whole over the disparate many the one the one uh, all the all one versus the particulars and so again that valuation of spiritual essential and source over material uh, consequential manifestation and um, uh, the particulars <clears throat> is very much um, the Taoist basis and very much is resonant with preferring the yin over the yang if one has to choose or uh, appreciating the yin as basis um, where the yang uh, or the doing or the acting or the forcing or the pushing or the something um, is performed in limited doses in limited amounts it, it's very much like the Taoist diet from what I've heard from uh, the Chinese doctor I was with in San Francisco for 20 years or 10 years, maybe 10 years, uh, they would have something like, um, I don't know what, 60% vegetable, 20% meat, 20% rice, or 60% <laughs> vegetable, 30% meat, and 10% rice, something like that. Very interesting Taoist diet. That's good if you're living in the mountains, I guess. Uh, meat it's not like 80% meat it's not like steak and a piece of corn on the side it's more like <laughs> a very well cooked um, sampling of uh, root and leaf vegetables with salt, with oil with garlic or chili or, or ginger uh, and some meat and a smaller amount of rice whole grain I guess something like that is akin to a very uh, careful um, utilization of the young, like 30% meat, not 80% meat, uh, where the basis is vegetable or yin. <laughs> the basis is uh, stillness and non-activity, non-desire, um, resting and um, being, rather than doing and seeking to get and hold and keep all the time. And so... <clears throat> in terms of rulership, what we see in 65 here, um, seeking to make them ignorant, 
Well, does that mean I should uh, make people stupid? Uh, again, <laughs> uh, legalist Chinese philosophers and uh, the legalist ruling traditions uh, did like that. And, uh, you know, Pol Pot, the, um, the demon of uh, Cambodia, who probably... <laughs> I wonder where he is. I really will be doing a tour of um, human politicians uh, in the astral plane after this life is over. And um, it's very curious to me to see where all these um, evil humans will go after death. Gautama can see that. I mean, a fourth, third stage, fourth stage adept in Buddhism could see that that was one of the powers that Gautama had on the night of awakening, was uh, to see transmigration or beings leaving the physical and going to their next appearance or rebirth in the astral or non-physical dimension before coming back to human. Um, I wonder about those people. So those people, like uh, Pol Pot and certain communists, yeah, they do try to make people stupid. They kill off a mounted that right, kill off all the educated. Well, I don't think that's what the Taoist is saying, although it was unfortunately easily used by those tyrants to kill off the educated and make the people stupid and bring down levels of society and do a hell of a lot of harm and um, really quite villainous, vicious, evil activity. But I think that it's it's not knowledge that's the problem. It's uh, cleverness and artifice. It's artificiality in mind, cleverness, uh, useless knowledge, clever in uh, understanding those that, that absolutely um, uh, essentially non-important matters. What's important is soul evolution, <laughs> learning, growing, helping, right? That's, that's what's important here. The principles of evolution is uh, seek and become one, <laughs> balance and harmony and love and wisdom, you know, acceptance, understanding, forgiveness, <laughs> uh, service to other, service to all. Uh, those are the principles. And everything else is sort of a distraction. I mean, it's good to take a rest, but uh, there's a whole lot of um, folly in mental activity and foolish trivial pursuit like the game so th this is a teaching against trivial pursuit and the the materialist abuse of mind <clears throat> uh, abusing using mind to get material objects and social position only using mind for worldly ambition only uh, that's um, the harm that, that's the type of giving knowledge like bandits preying on the land uh, giving <clears throat> more basis for it's like high technology right it's like uh, 5,000 TV channels or uh, 10,000 manga characters with their own encyclopedia in Japan for children it's very parasitic it's very bad for people um, mental stuffing so the Taoists, on the other hand, <clears throat> uh, to bring a good fortune to the land, in this case, is sort of 
I think speaking about um, uh, focused on the essentials, um, the type of right speech and right action associated with um, knowing what's really important and what's not, and helping people remain focused on what's important and essential and uh, devalue what's ultimately not useful, not helpful, not skillful, not beneficial, and to support what's non-beneficial and not helpful and just kind of a waste of time when when lingered in long. Uh, doing that is harming, not helping. And so to understand the difference between, no, I would say, knowledge that leads people to harm themselves or waste time versus knowledge that is useful for people ourselves uh, bettering life to know the difference is important what's important the difference between what's essential valuable information and what's inessential and also an unvaluable or harmful information or pursuit of uh, activity or desires or engagements to know them is to have a test and a standard to apply the test and the standard is very much associated with the or six chakra <laughs> Tao De Ching, the De is the power, the power is the virtue, the greatness includes rightness, uh, true six chakra is uh, intelligent energy, that's the De I think we're talking about here, and so that six chakra condition is the big picture, the big picture where I know what, I know what love and non-love are, I know what wisdom and folly are, I know what's better and what's less good. I know what's essential and what's inessential. Somewhat, or wonderfully. <laughs> I'm not saying I have perfect, but one can know more and more. <laughs> this is a deep, penetrating discernment. Mysterious power. It's very much a fifth, sixth chakra thing. It's the blend of fifth and sixth chakra. Uh, spiritual power-based wisdom. Um, a non-dual power based wisdom, discernment in duality. So discerning clearly in the realm of duality, in the realm of the senses, as they say, in the realm of the many, clear discernment based on awareness of the one. Something like that. Uh, holistic based discernment in the realm of the many, distinguishing quality carefully. Something like that. Uh, finally, D.C. Lao, of old, those who excelled in the pursuit of the Tao did not use it to enlighten the people, but to hoodwink them. The reason why the people are difficult to govern is that they are too clever. Hence, to rule a state by cleverness will be to the detriment of the state. Not to rule a state by cleverness will be a boon to the state. These two are models. Always to know the models is known as mysterious de or virtue. Mysterious de is profound and far reaching, but when things turn back, it turns back with them. Only then is complete conformity realized. <laughs> you can see how stupid earth humans could mistake these teachings very well. <laughs> uh, Yes, we must seek complete conformity by, what, burning all the books? <laughs> Destroy the academy 
let everybody uh, go back to the clod and farm. Uh, yeah, well, I think Mao did that. So, <laughs> there are a lot of dumb, dumb cluckers in this world, no doubt. This is the planet of dumb clucks. Uh, meanwhile, there are a lot of lovely people. Meanwhile, if you push them on their view, they don't know much at all. And the ones that are the worst are the ones who think they know a lot. And that's what it means. Um, to rule a state by cleverness is to the detriment of the state. And the people who are too clever and think they're great are big, big troublemakers. The biggest troublemakers are the people who think they're so great and that think they're so clever. The people with big ambition, the big desire, the big who are very self-serving. <laughs> the self-serving, the conceited, the vain, they do think they're very clever. They are very clever. Uh, they're clever and uh, self-centered <laughs> and ultimately quite shallow because what they want is to uh, exploit uh, people and resources and situations for their own gain. So they have to keep people at a low level and keep people stupid. So they exploit <laughs> by uh, their own clever application of either um, puffing up or uh, putting down the people around them. So those that they can exploit by puffing up, they puff up. Oh, you are the chosen ones. Oh, you are so dear ones. You are so important. As well as we're the best and we're the only one. We're the only way and I'm the best and you're the best for choosing me. And this, oh, this is a very important thing that has happened right now. It's no accident that you're listening to me right now. Something like that. And so if they can exploit by puffing up and providing knowledge that's clever and, and cashy, they do. If they can exploit by putting down and making stupid or um, dulling your discernment, they'll do it that way. And so in both cases, um, the negative one or the ambitious who loves to get the things that are hard to get in the human world, uh, by their own cleverness, exploit others by way of <laughs> useless cleverness Use provision of useless information, cleverness, puffing up and playing to your vanity, or putting you down and making you dumb and um, treating you like an animal. So, ho ho, we've got all sorts of examples going on here. So to know um, when, when one can help uh, with information, when one doesn't need to provide information, is another matter. So to rule, to, to try to be clever, to, to, to know what is clever and what's not clever. And the, the clever here is not, obviously has a negative connotation. It's basically uh, full of artifice and calculating for self-gain. And uh, enamored of unimportant information and unimportant trivial pursuit. I mean... The people who uh, get into extended arguments, uh, literary criticism or something. So all sorts of intellectual smart people who spend a lot of time arguing about this or that, or arguing to themselves. The, the examples of uh, harm by cleverness, harm to self and other. And to know that is, is basically to know what's the right use of mind. Right? There's the right use of will. This is sort of 
the right use of mind, when giving information is useful, when it's not, what type of information is useful, what is not, what's essential, what is not, and timing. Uh, this there is a right cleverness, <laughs> which is do no harm, and know the difference between what's essential and inessential and helpful and and harmful. And to really know all that, one needs six chakra activation. One needs a a quiet sky to be able to um, determine the contours of the clouds. If the sky is uh, windy, a windy sky, um, it's very hard to uh, identify the contours of the clouds. Only and a cloudless sky is another matter. But here we're talking about discernment. So we're talking about knowing the difference between things, knowing the d- d- distinguishing objects, outer and inner, distinguishing value, higher and lower value, uh, harm and unharm, um, timing. Uh, when the sky is windy, uh, one cannot measure clouds well and therefore not see these matters clearly. And so keeping a quiet sky is akin to six chakra activation. A silence of mind at a steady state is akin to some relative clearance of lower triad blockage uh, and some concentration, samadhi, stability, quiet mind, by uh, within which discernment can occur. And that's the duh, the mysterious duh. Mysterious duh profound and far-reaching. It's the basis of discernment, basically. The basis, the six-ray basis of fifth-ray discernment. And so, <clears throat> and when things turn back, it turns back, meaning um, six chakra, the reality of unity, the reality of the big view, the reality of the many being one, <clears throat> and the, the, the apparent, apparently substantial being uh, insubstantial and dreamlike. <laughs> that's the case always whether we're going forward or going back whether we're talking about the many uh, in in any f- stage of its development anyway, it's not complete conformity to my command that is being specified here at the end it's uh, back to the one and back to the source and so again uh, don't get stuck in knowledge or the mind or intellect and uh, bring a higher discernment to what's a right use of mind and a poor use of mind. So, with that <laughs> said, heavy, heavy, um, next time we will start with Dao Te Ching chapter 66, moving our way towards the end of the book. And how about that? Can somebody unmute and speak a word and remute? Hello? That's all. Hello. <laughs> all right. That's all it's needed is a one or two hellos. It's perfect. So thank you very much. The static has been vanquished for the moment. So, But thank you for everybody who's been listening in the series for the last few months. I'm glad you're here. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, Dao De Ching is really wonderful, and I can learn a lot more too. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope everybody's well and happy. Enjoy whatever you can over the holidays, however you may celebrate or not. See you in the new year, and I wish you all the best. Good night. Okie dokie. Orion had to go, I guess. Yes. 
So, um, anybody here? Who's here? I'm not here. <laughs> this is so stupid. It looks like somebody left and now everybody's gone. Created by you. Taking a huge break. Oh, Hi. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I got knocked out of the call. <laughs> so. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So how? What happened? Are you guys okay? Yeah. Okay. So it's Brian and Connor. Good. So uh, Ryan left. So did you hear that big static right at the end, or no? Yeah, I, I did, and I've also heard like this kind of whistling wind. Almost it sounds like like every three or four seconds. I don't know if Connor, you heard that too. Like very strong. Like can like you... the wind was gusting through like like a whooshing. Huh. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, that's the first time I've heard that. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I only hear the, the shh. It was so funny. It ended right as I ended. Maybe it's a NSA getting off the call or something. So... Uh, or Australian, but anyway, uh, any questions or comments? I got to get going pretty soon. Brian, no, I, I've got to get going as well. Just thank you for the class tonight, and we'll, we'll see everybody next year. Yeah, great. So, okay, so Brian, I'll see you this Sunday at eight thirty, right? That's right. Okay, and then the next class, yes, will be Wednesday. January 8. Let me write this down here. Uh, at uh, 8 p.m. EST. So, great. All right. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, have a happy holidays and see you in a, see you in a few days. Uh, Connor, any final questions or comments before we go? Uh, not really. 